Oh, hey, it's me, that pet you adopted from the shelter that walks along the bookshelves and the countertops and knocks things off at my own pleasure. Hmm. Oh, hey, fancy seeing you here. Welcome to the podcast. My name's Naomi. I'm your host, and this is Mindful Musings. A place where you get to learn all about fitness, nutrition, psychology, and how they're all deeply interconnected. Sometimes we take a tangent or two, but in the end, I thank you for joining me, thriving with me, and growing with me. Now, let's go learn something together, shall we? What are we talking about today, folks? We're talking about David Goggins. But we're using him as a symbol, an icon, a human being, somebody who really, truly just seems to hate himself. And for all of my big old David Goggins fans, I'm not trying to slander him or hate on him. I think that the world needs people like David Goggins. I see a big piece of myself in David Goggins. However, I'm here to explain a little bit more about, what shall we call it, his technique towards life. What do I mean by that exactly? Well, I took a little visit on the interwebs. I got in my interwebs mobile. I drove on down to the David Goggins website, davidgoggins.com, and I poked around. I read a wiki before I got here on my way. Little side stop, no big deal. Didn't get any snacks, but what I did get was some information. David Goggins, for those of you that don't know, is a retired Navy SEAL. He has been on lots of podcasts. You can find him on motivational videos for YouTube and is a, quote, sought after motivational speaker, end quote. And he's been to both Army Ranger School, um, has been a Navy SEAL, and I believe it says here... And okay, I'll just read it to you. David Goggins is a retired Navy SEAL and is the only member of the U.S. Armed Forces to complete SEAL training, including two Hell Weeks. The U.S. Army Ranger School, where he graduated as enlisted honor man and Air Force Tactical Controller training. So what this says to me about Mr. Goggins is that he likes to push his edges Edges, for those of you that don't know, are exactly what they sound like. When we do work around traumatic things or tough things or just places that are uncomfortable, we call this an edge. Some people love to live in this space, not the comfort zone, but the uncomfortable zone. And a lot of people get pride in that. There's nothing wrong with this. But in a culture like America where we sort of, this is what we manufacture here. This is what we sell. Come here, work hard enough, and you'll become whatever you want. This is what we sell more than, I'd argue, maybe any other culture on the planet. And so Americans don't have a culture of leisure and enjoyment so much as, say, maybe the Europeans 
But what we do have a culture of is work very hard. And maybe, just maybe, you'll achieve something great. Eh? Can you hear slogans here with maybe U.S. presidents? This is not a play either way. I don't really care. You're... Uh, political leaning (laughs) but I'm arguing that this is important to Americans this wouldn't be part of somebody's slogan if it wasn't important to be great does this make sense? I hope this is making sense anyways, back to David Goggins I'd assume that David Goggins paid a nice somebody or somebody's to compose his website I would also assume that since he's written a book, a lot of this information is probably somehow from him. The copy on the website is probably maybe composed from some excerpts from the book and some little things he's written here and there about himself. I would also imagine that anything that wasn't written by him is intended to portray a David Goggins that... He wants to be portrayed, if this makes any sense. In other words, if he doesn't want to be seen as a soft, squishy, mushy human being who doesn't try hard, his website is not going to portray that because he's going to read it and go, "Uh, this is nothing like I wanted. So I'd imagine that this was at least vetted and approved by him and that this goes to show us somewhat of what he believes of himself. In other words, part of his psyche. So there's a section... Um, when you click about the very first section in bold says pushing the limit an accomplishment uh sorry an accomplished endurance athlete goggins has completed over 60 ultra marathons triathlons and ultra triathlons setting new course records and regularly placing in the top five he once held the guinness world record for pull-ups completing 4030 in 17 hours and he He's a sought-after public speaker. Over the years, he shared his story with hundreds of thousands of students across the country, numerous professional sports teams, and the staff of Fortune 500 companies. And then there's a place to click read more about David's athletic achievements. I'm building a case that it's clearly very important to him how other people see him in his greatness. This little piece I'm stapling up I'm talking a lot about David Goggins, but I'm doing this, as I said prior, to build, he's like this embodiment of work really hard, try really hard. You are the boiled down results of your efforts. It's interesting here how you see him sort of contradict himself in this website copy because later, the next section It goes, Goggin goes beyond limits. Quote, the pain that you are willing to endure is measured by how bad you want it. End quote. Obviously, this is important to him. There's a video next to it that shows him running through the desert. It's on YouTube. I'm sure you've seen clips of it forever. Talks about how he has no limits. He's really tough. If you want it bad enough, you just have to push yourself to the limits. He's all about living in this nether zone. But this next piece is where I find contradiction. So... It's titled, What Drives David? All of the awards, medals, accolades, and magazine articles mean nothing to David. That's not why he does what he does. Although David has raised a lot of money and awareness for the Special Operations Warrior Foundation, none of this recognition is relevant to him. 
uh, this is Naomi speaking now, not quoting, then why is it on his website? If it means nothing to him, why does he tell people about it? Why does he do it? He's arguing here that he does it for himself. So picking up the quote again. He's not interested in how many races he's run. He doesn't keep track of the miles he's gone. He's no scoreboard. Instead, it's all about achieving his personal best and pushing himself well past his comfort zone. David chooses to run the toughest races and put himself through some of the hardest military training programs in the country for no other reason than to see what he's made of. For him, physical and mental suffering are a journey of self-discovery. No other experience makes him feel more clear, focused, and alive. So we're getting to the crux of the issue here. No other experience makes him feel more clear, focused, and alive. Now, I'm doing a lot of storytelling and a lot of assumption, but here's the case I'm going to build. David Goggins despises himself. In order for him to feel anything at all, to feel alive, for him to feel clear, to feel focused, these are values. He has to make himself suffer. He has to live in the edge. I have no doubt that he's tough. What I'm arguing here is that he's not tough enough to be gentle to himself. He sees no value in it because he can't feel when there's forgiveness and gentleness and softness. Because the world that we live in, especially in America, values work and pain and suffering. I have a lot of this in me. I understand it very well, which is why I'm choosing to speak on it. I have a long-held belief around hard work. If you know the big five, I am industrious, just off the charts. I will work my butt off. I come from a long line of industrious people. This means we'll work and work and work and work. But why? I can't speak for those that aren't me. I do it because I want to provide value and worth. As much as anyone may tell themselves that it's just for them. If it was just for you, you wouldn't have a website or give talks Or have a YouTube video about it. If it were just for you, it wouldn't become the shell of your identity. If it were just for you, it wouldn't be something that you wrote a book about. It's not just for you. What's just for you is the journey. The feeling and the experiencing. And I understand that David Goggins is trying to share that through his book. His book, by the way. (laughs) The title of his book is Can't Hurt Me. Master your mind and defy the odds. It shows a photo of him in his Navy SEAL uniform with uh, many, many, many medals, lots of accolades. So for him, uh, continuing down this argument, lots of worth. And in the back, it's lighter, but it's him overweight in the past before he was a Navy SEAL. If you ever heard him speak, um, he'll tell you the, the space that he was in. I also make an argument often that those who are in the gym, I often find a direct correlation between how good somebody's body looks and how much pain that they're in. 
I think it takes a certain amount of self-hatred to push yourself to the point where your body looks a certain way. Some people are genetically um, apt to just look better. Those people sort of are outliers in this space. But, but in my experience, my subjective experience, this is something that I've noticed and it seems to be correlated. I'm not um, saying anything more than that. I believe that David Goggins really, really is hurting, which is what we see in the title of his book, Validates My Thoughts, Can't Hurt Me. It's an interesting title, isn't it? This was approved of, and it was written, and it was published. This was thought about deeply. Um, so it says about the book, Quote, for David Goggins, childhood was a nightmare. Poverty, prejudice, and physical abuse colored his days and haunted his nights. I'm going to stop right there. It's interesting to me the mechanisms in which people sort of, the tools in which people have to create to survive and let the psyche become unharmed, right? Because it's it's too difficult for David Goggins to say it was unfair when he's really small, right? Little David. It's unfair that I was physically abused. It's unfair that I had to go without. And to try to find understanding around that, was if I just work harder, I'll be worthy. If I just prove my worth, I don't have to suffer anymore. His belief is pervasive in his life. And I think that it's pervasive in a, in a lot of our lives. If I just do something better or enough or work harder or prove it, maybe I'll feel good enough. We can't go back in time. And we can't tell our inner children back then when we were actual children what we needed to hear. We all have this beautiful blessing of being our own individuals. It's a blessing and a curse though because since we are all different, what makes one of us fulfilled and happy and understood does not make the other fulfilled, happy, and understood even with the best of intention. So is our journey. So we are to resolve our karma. And if not, we'll live it again, right? The Buddhist belief. So if there's a little piece of David Goggins in you that says you can't hurt me anymore because I'm good enough now. Look at me. I'm a Navy SEAL. I did the Ranger training. I was in the Air Force. I'm good enough. Look at me perform and do well and run miles and miles and miles and miles and miles just to feel something, to feel alive, to feel at peace. There's neurological reasons why this happens, right? We're not talking about those today. What we're talking about is this feeling that I'm using aggressive language, that you hate yourself to some degree. Part of you thinks that another part of you isn't good enough. And you don't like that part of yourself. One might say you hate that part of yourself because they're not performing well enough. They're not loved for who they are. But that's not you that hates that little part of you. That story is not true. 
So I'm just inviting the idea to peel back the layers of the onion and to be a little softer to yourself, a little kinder, a little more patient. Because in doing so, we can start to back off this idea that we have to do a job to earn love. We have to perform, be whatever it is, barter, be clever, don't talk, do talk, be a certain way to earn love. I'd imagine that if you were physically abused, I'll speak to David Goggins' example in front of me, that he learned very young that he had to be a certain way as to not be abused. It made him very tough. And he believes, like he believes, and in many ways he is, he has very, very, very strong mental toughness. I would argue that that's mental toughness um, disguised. Mental toughness is interesting. What is toughness? What is it to be tough? Is it to be impenetrable? Is it to be everlasting? Is it to be... Um, have endurance it seems like to me in this example to have endurance to outlast the abuser the poverty the prejudice is to sort of win and be good enough to outlast the torture of training to outlast the torture of a marathon you can't hurt me i made it through but what's happening is you're hurting yourself so that others can't hurt you first It's like leaving before you're left. Whereas if we're a little gentler with ourselves, we can be a little bit gentler with others. I did some more digging around David Goggins. He was only married for two years. I don't believe he has any children. Why do you think that is? Is it possible that he believes that he doesn't deserve them? Maybe it's possible that he doesn't want them to suffer as he does or did is it possible he's unable to maintain a relationship maybe that comes out of a worthiness wound i don't know i'm storytelling i would imagine though that as we use david goggins as a symbol of this is how our society rewards self-hatred It's socially rewarding because you achieve. And when you're an achiever, when you do a good job, we reward you. And it strengthens that neural circuit. I did good. I'm going to do that again and do it again. I ran a marathon, an ultra marathon. I'm going to do it again and again and again and again and make it stronger and make the story solidified. I'm going to make it tough. It's going to everlast going to stay because I'm going to repeat it to myself through my life, through my patterns, through my actions again and again and again and hopefully one day I'll feel better I'll feel loved now do you think that that's true for Mr. David Goggins? Does he look like a happy man? My heart breaks for him. I think part of him is happy in his accomplishments, and the other part is heartbroken, that he has to do that to get accolade. 
I'd believe that little David inside wishes that people would look at him and accept him just for who he is without the running, the SEAL training, the Ranger training, the tactical air controller training, without the uniform, just for who he is and love him because isn't that what we all want to some degree? So this belief that we have to be different or other, all I am encouraging you to do is notice this big symbol we have in front of us, this personification that is David Goggins. This is his burden, but let's learn from it, right? This is his karma, it's his to resolve, his kriya, even his life purpose. But where do we become the learners if he is going to make this his life's work how can we learn from him where do we get to see little pieces of david goggins in us where do we get to see little pieces of where we hate ourselves or where we don't accept ourselves or where we wish we were other or more or that we have to do or achieve or work harder and sleep less and do more Where do we believe that? And then I beg the question, why do we believe that? How is that protecting us? Why is that my protector that I must perform? And once you find the protector, embrace. Thank you for protecting me. I don't need you any longer. You can walk hand in hand with your protector your entire life. Your many protectors that you have, that's what they're there for. If you value self-growth, which is ironic during this podcast, sometimes I encourage you that growth may look a little more still, a little more gentle, a lot kinder, much softer than sometimes we're willing to look at. And when we look at masculine and feminine archetypes and what they mean. I highly encourage you, if you are a man, to be a little bit softer and to embody a little more feminine energy. And for those females or women or feminine archetypes reach deep or maybe not and see how society too has forced you into your masculine or your story or your childhood or yourself whatever it is where you show up in a very masculine way this is a very masculine embodiment I'm talking about you can't hurt me I'm tough I'm strong I'll outlast you um, it's sort of void of emotion or it, or it bypasses emotion to say that doesn't matter. I'm just encouraging you to be curious and look and be a little gentler with self. And that's really it. Nothing more complicated than that. I'm not saying anything new or profound or different. But what I am saying is that if you can find a little piece of David Goggins within you, scoop that little piece up with softness and kindness 
and try something like this. You don't have to do anymore. You don't have to be anything else or any other. I love you for who you are, as you are, right now. I always have. I always will. Hmm. To mother yourself. It's difficult. It can be hard. Good luck. Godspeed. Until next time. Well, folks, that's the end. Don't turn it off yet, because I'm about to tell you how to join the community and the conversation. And that's important as a human being, you know what I mean? You can find us on the Instagrams at mindfulmove.co or our website, www.mindfulmove.co. There's no .com. That's the end, because we're clever around here. I hope you have a beautiful day. I wish you nothing but the best. My soul honors yours, and we'll catch you next time.